Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. When Jesus came, he was called the light of the world. He came into a dark world who were fumbling around trying to find meaning and purpose. And then Jesus stood and said this, listen, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Today, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners of the transformation and redemption that Jesus Christ brings to people's lives. Have you experienced that for yourself? The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we might have life and live it abundantly. What a message for us to take to the world. The best story you have to share is your own testimony, how the Lord brought you from darkness to light. As Christ followers, we should get excited about helping others come into the light. How can you better share the gospel with those around you today? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Acts with part two of his message, Sharing the Gospel, God's Part and Man's Part. understand this. He boldly opens his mouth and invites relatives and friends. One of the greatest things you can do is invite a relative, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker to come to church. Do you know, we've, I've watched these studies for many, many, many years. It never changes. The majority of people in the United States still today will come to church with you at least once when you invite them. may not be the week you invite them, but most people will come because they're really searching, and they will come with you. And so this is what happens. So here he is. He's opened his mouth. He was bold, and God will use you. By the way, lots of people are bringing people to church. Some of you are all new at this campus and all our campuses. Somebody invited you. Why do they invite you? Because they care for you. They love you. They they want you to understand what they found. Their life has been changed. So here he is. He does all of this crazy stuff. And I think it's great. Look at at, at verse 25. Now, here's the second thing Peter's never done. He's never gone into a house of a Gentile. His whole life. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. So he bows down to him. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I'm only a man myself. Here's what you need to understand. This is man's part. Huge part to write down. Be humble when God uses us. 
He said, Pastor Mark, you just seen me, man. I witnessed, and man, I was fantastic. You're in trouble. If the Spirit doesn't help you, you're in trouble. And God hates pride. You know what Peter could have said? You know, Peter, that, that's a pretty difficult thing for Peter. Peter's a proud guy. You know, when any God asked, Jesus would ask, do you have any, any answers to that? Pete was always there. Problem is, he's always changing feet in his mouth. He's always answering wrong. Can you see Peter on this day as he bows down? Well, you do recognize who I am. Thank you. Just stay there a moment. Let me give you a little history. I was one of the three special friends with Jesus. Yes. No, Peter says what? I'm just a, a man. He says, Pastor Mark, are you a man? Yeah, I'm just a man. That's it. That's all of us are. There's only one God. So he doesn't understand this because what would they do to the idols? Peter's a man. He's not God. Great principle for us. So don't, don't get proud. When God, I mean, give, our te- give the testimonies. Put them in so we can put them on video. That's great. But it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about God. Now talking with him, verse 27, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. Now if, if Cornelius doesn't invite anybody, who's there? Nobody. So he did, in faith, what he said to do. And he said to him, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with a Gentile or visit him. That may have gone over real well as an opening statement. But God, watch this, but God, but God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. In other words, God has taught me through that crazy sheet in those animals that it wasn't about the unkosher food. It was that Jesus Christ died for every human being. Doesn't matter who they are, doesn't matter nationality, doesn't matter as the world. He just died for them. So here's my part. Here's what Peter did. This is your part. Change when God wants to stretch you, stretch you, change and believe God's truth. Change and believe God's truth. Now, Peter doesn't get it yet. Look at this. So when, when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. <laughs> I love Peter. May I ask why you sent for me? He doesn't have a clue why he's there. What does that tell me? You don't have to understand everything God's asking you to do. Just do it. He makes that whole trip because he knows God's something in store. And Cornelius answered, well, four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send the Joppa for Simon, who's called Peter. He's a guest house of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. I sent for you immediately, and it was good for you to come. Now we're all here in the presence of God to listen to everything God has commanded you to tell us. He says, that's why you're here. And <laughs> Pete's probably trying to think, say what? Peter doesn't have a sermon ready. He didn't know he was going here to preach. By the way, do you know on the day of Pentecost when he preached his first sermon and 3,000 got saved? He, had, he didn't have a sermon ready. He doesn't have an iPad. He doesn't have a Bible. Who led him? See if you can answer this one. Exactly. It's the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to ask you a question. How important is obedience? What if Cornelius has a visit from the angel He's told to send for Peter, and Cornelius goes, I don't know who that is. I'm not obeying. Does it change our story? Hello? Yeah. Is there anybody gathering to listen to Peter? No. 
Why would they? Because he's not coming. Now, what if Cornelius obeyed and Peter looks down and says, I ain't going with those Gentile guys. And he doesn't obey. Now we have a house full of Gentiles that are looking for truth and no Peter. How about us? When God says, go to that neighbor and knock on the door. You know him well. Or wait till he's out in the driveway. You see other people have already planted seeds. All kinds of things are happening. What if we go, God, hmm, it's not really me. That's going to take a bold step. I'm not really good at that. I'm not, I'm not going to. Then what's on the other end? Nothing's happening. But Cornelius obeys. And Peter obeys. And you're going to see what happens. It's fantastic. Obedience. Listening to God and obeying him is crucial in your life. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize. Remember, he's speaking to all Gentiles. How true it is. Look at verse 34, that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from, tell me, every, what? Every nation who fear him and do what is right. Peter has learned a new truth with a patient God. How many times did God say? One, two, three. Way, no way, way, no way, way, no way. God's patient. Spirit then says, come on, go with you. So Peter learns the truth. What is it? That the salvation of people includes everybody. Now, amazingly, 99% of you are Gentiles. You could have been at the house of Cornelius. It was a radical new thing that salvation was for everybody. And now, that's why we go to the whole world. Doesn't matter what they are. Doesn't matter their nation. Doesn't matter their language. Doesn't matter the color of skin. We're all related to Adam. We're brothers and sisters. And Jesus Christ died for the whole world. Now, Martin Lloyd-Jones says this. The gospel is open to all. The most respectful sinner has no more claim on the gospel than the worst sinner. God doesn't care. Now look at verse 36. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel. Remember, Cornelius has the whole puzzle. God praying, honoring him, giving to the poor, but he misses a piece in the puzzle. He's got the whole puzzle, but he's missing a piece. This is why the whole thing's happened. Now, I want you to tell me as I read this, I'm going to show you the piece he's missing. See if you can get it. See if you can get it. Let's read again all of our campuses from the beginning. Verse 36, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through I gave you a little clue in case you didn't notice. What's the piece that's been missing from Cornelius? Jesus Christ. Now, why was the piece of Jesus Christ missing? Because the Jews didn't believe in Jesus Christ as a Messiah. So he converted to Judaism, the God of Jehovah, but they would, of course, never told him about Jesus because they didn't believe. They still don't believe to this day, most Jewish people that Jesus was the Messiah. So the peace missing, see, a good person can be amazingly good and moral and not get to heaven because the only way we get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. So that was the missing part of the puzzle. And Peter goes, I know now why I'm here. It's almost the same message he preached in the day of Pentecost to all those Jews and 3,000 got saved. So he says this, 
You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John, John the Baptist, preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. I'll talk more about that next week. Don't miss it. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was what? You mean when Jesus was here, he co-labored with God? Well, he was God. Why did he co-labor with God? Because he came here as a man. He was fully God and fully man. But you would always hear Jesus say this, I only do those things that the Father tells me to do. See, he, he wasn't here alone. He was co-working with God the whole time. Now, look at verse 39. Peter says, we are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews in Jerusalem. Because the disciples lived with him for three years. They killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, and he's going to say here, but he was seen by us. They lived there with him for three years, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. What is Peter saying is, guaranteed, that person we spent three years with, I met him after he was raised from the dead. That man I know. He was raised from the dead. So what is Peter teaching here? In those verses, what is he teaching? Here's what you want to write. Here's man's part. For us to open our mouths and share the gospel. This is what Peter's doing. He knew the part they were missing. The part was all about Jesus. You'll hear people say this when you share with them. Are you a Christian? Do you believe in God? Of course I believe in God. How about Jesus? Uh, Not so much. Well, that's difficult because now you have to say to them, well, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to God except through Jesus. I'm not so much into that. Well, you need, let me help you get to understand that. You can't go to God yourself. You go through Jesus. So what he just shared with him is 1 Corinthians 15. Paul wrote this. This is the gospel. That Christ died for our sins. The greatest testimony you can say. Charles Spurgeon used to say, what is the gospel? The gospel is easy. Jesus Christ died for my sins. That's a great testimony. The reason you're going to heaven is why? Jesus Christ died for my sins. But he didn't only die. He was buried to prove he died. And that he was raised on the third day. That power that raised him is the same power that saved us. And that he appeared to many people after his resurrection. That's, that's what he's sharing. He's sharing the gospel. He didn't have to prepare for it. He knew it. You and I should know it. It's very simple. I'm a sinner born by a sinner, and I practice sin, and sin separates me from God, and I can't bridge the gap by good works. I'm just giving it to you in 10 words. I can't bridge the gap, but Jesus Christ bridged it. I ask for forgiveness, and I am born again. That's it. It's not complicated. Well, who's the Antichrist? Forget the Antichrist. Let's come back to where you go, because people will take you down these rabbit trails. You just say, no, I want to tell you a very simple truth. The simplest person can understand. Now, remember, before this time, Cornelius and all the people there, they'd never heard of Jesus Christ once. Do you know how many people outside the door? It'd be interesting. How many people in America right now have no idea who Jesus is? Pastor Mark, we're in America, a Christian country. Uh, Maybe 50 years ago. Today, no. They don't even know who They might know the name Jesus. They have no idea why he came. Now, notice next, next 42 is you and me. 
Peter says, well, that's not enough. But he commanded us to preach to the people and testify he's the only one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. And all the prophets testify about him that everyone, watch this, everyone, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of their sins through his name. There's the gospel. The piece that's missing is, how can I have my sins forgiven? The greatest need you and I have is to have my sins forgiven. And while Peter was still speaking, he can't finish his sermon. Watch this. I'll explain more next week. These words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. So the Holy Spirit interrupted. And the circumcised believers, who were the Jews, who had already received the Holy Spirit, who had come with Peter, were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, can anyone keep these people from being baptized in water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. (laughs) This is amazing. See, typically what would happen, this is kind of a normal thing. People hear the gospel and they accept Jesus Christ like you and I did. And then the next thing that we are commanded to do in the Bible is what? Be water baptized. Water baptism doesn't save you. It's identification that the, uh, what, what's happened inside, you do it outside. You get dunked underwater. But what happens here? They're saved. They confess their sins while Peter's preaching. They get it. I needed forgiveness. It's Jesus. Good. I don't know what their prayer was. Who cares? They knew it. They prayed it. And the next thing that happened, Holy Spirit falls on them. And they're speaking in tongues. Say what? Peter's going, oh God, this is reversed. It's supposed to be what? We're baptized. Then they get the gift of the Spirit. What are you doing, God? You're confusing me. And Peter looks, okay, these guys are Christians. Let's baptize them. The only thing missing now is baptism. He takes them out and baptizes them. Now notice what he does after that. This is important. How many days does he stay with them at least? Why? Because they're saying, like, what happened to me? What was this language I was speaking? Why did you baptize us? Remember, they didn't understand any of it. So he did what? He taught them from the scriptures that you become a convert, go into all the world and preach the gospel, and then you become a disciple. Go and make disciples, a lifelong learner under discipline. And it's a process. It's not an event. It starts with an event, and it's a process of becoming like Christ. See, that's why you're here this morning. Well, Pastor Mark, I got baptized when I was a little kid. I'm cool. I'm going to heaven. No, you're not going to heaven. Not unless you accept Jesus Christ as an adult because you didn't understand what happened then. And by the way, water baptism doesn't save us. Only the blood of Christ saves us. And so the explanation had to go there. So what, and when you see all this, he stays there. And I want to show you this morning. Who, who, who interrupted the service? God did. Can God interrupt it? Of course he can. He did. But he brought Cornelius and Peter together to fit the missing part. The missing part is Jesus Christ. Now, there's only some things that God can do. And I want you to write these down. See, I'm a co-worker with him, but there's only some some things God could do. And I'll go through it very quickly. Part one, God's part. Only God convicts of sin. You can't convict somebody of sin. We've all tried it. Well, you know, if you give up that thing there, then God would take care of you. We've all tried it. I've tried it from the pulpit. It doesn't work very good at all. Only God can convict sin. Let me read it to you. This is another role of the Holy Spirit, which you'll hear more next week. John 16, 8. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. Number two, 
Only God can open spiritual blind eyes. You know, Satan hates God. He hates Jesus even more. Satan, the Bible says, who is the God of the world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand the message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. We were all once blind to the truth of the gospel. But let me read to you. When Jesus came, he was called the light of the world. He came into a dark world who were fumbling around trying to find meaning and purpose. And then Jesus stood and said this. Listen, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. You won't walk in confusion. You won't walk in guilt and sin. You'll never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The one you're walking with this morning is the God of light. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Understand this morning who you're walking with, Christian. God, you never have to walk in darkness again. Insight, direction, peace, comfort, joy. Thy word is a light lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Pastor Mark, I don't know where I'm going tomorrow. He directs us. For an unbeliever, they're stumbling. They're trying to find. That's what Cornelius was doing. He, he got some of it. But the part that he was missing was Jesus. He needed the third. Here's the last one. Only some things God can do. I can't do any of these. Only God can forgive sins to guarantee of salvation. No human can forgive sins. The Bible teaches exquisitely clear. Only God can forgive sins. One day, four guys brought their friend to Jesus. He, he, he had some kind of disease, sickness, and they, they tore through this guy's roof because they couldn't get in the house where Jesus was teaching. And they let him down in front of Jesus. They brought him here to be healed. And when they let him down, the first thing Jesus said to the man, your sins are forgiven. And of course, these guys up on top of you, we, we tore the roof off for you to do what? We want you to heal him. What was the man's greatest need? Not physical, spiritual. So God said, Jesus said to him, your, your sins are forgiven. And the Jewish religious leaders went, you blasphemy. Only God can forgive sin. Hello. Jesus is God. Don't think I can forgive your sins. I'm sorry. I'd love to. I have no power to do that. I cannot guarantee your salvation, but God can. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, you will be saved. The Word of God, when taught and shared, has the power to open spiritually blinded eyes. Do you believe that? Today, Pastor Mark reminded listeners that every ordinary Christ follower has been chosen to seek and save the lost. Throughout history, many men have been faced with an opportunity to be led by the Spirit or to be led by self. 
with the Spirit's leading, every believer is capable of doing amazing things for the kingdom. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. How are we supposed to live this life successfully, share the gospel faithfully, and love others selflessly? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show listeners the necessity of the Holy Spirit. Man was designed to do life with God, not alone. Your potential on this earth is wrapped up in how much you rely on the Holy Spirit for it. The Holy Spirit is a person you can communicate with and know personally. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is given